Hello, everyone. Welcome to Free Reverie, hosted by your one and only Jujubee. If you haven't noticed, that's me. This is a podcast talking about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on my social media, Snapchat, JBSU, Instagram, JBSU18, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Now let's get talking. Symphony. Recorders not working. Oh, well, welcome to Free Reverie. Uh, your host GGB here. I have another guest. It's still not Linwood Storm, so that's good to hear because I know he's a consistent guest on the show. Um, we actually have Richard Lynch. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Richard Lynch, and I'm so thankful to be here with Jackie. So appreciative. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, okay, so Richard Lynch is an American country music artist who has compiled a long list of country hits and chart toppers in the world of traditional country music. Um, so tell us a little bit as to how you came about um, creating your music. Well, I come from a uh, second-generation uh, household of traditional country music. By that I mean my dad was a pretty incredible entertainer, singer, uh, played all around the tri-state area, Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, and uh, grew up on an old farm, and um, every morning I would get up and and uh, dad would be drinking his coffee, listening to the radio, and you know I'd hear that traditional country music, and uh, I knew at a young age that was something that I really wanted to do. I was you know, always, always impressed and enthused with my dad. But then I got a little older and I, and I seen how incredible of an entertainer he was. And I just wanted to pursue that, that country music dream. Right. Right. I grew up on country music as well. And there are so many hits, um, such as Tim McGraw, um, and all of that. Um, and so, does country tend to annoy you in any ways of like the newer music? Yeah, I I don't have a whole lot of interest in today's uh, so-called country music. That doesn't doesn't do a thing for me. There's nothing country about it other than they took the name and kept the name. But there's there's nothing remotely country about today's country music. Right. I find um, the my dad and I were actually talking, and I find that the music of like the term country tends to just warp around beer girls dirt like <laughs> stuff that's a typical country thing that's just very repetitive there's nothing that's that has a deeper meaning um so i i've mentioned off of um the podcast how you know i grew up with johnny cash and all of that and if you listen to his music it it tells a story. It isn't just words being said and um, rhymed so that way it, it makes a full song. Um, th- the song Hurt was, I believe it was written because of his wife passing. And so he was grieving. And so he created this song and you could just feel the pain that he right. feels. So I think that country music should, and it should continue at least, 
to be um, said and or sung in a deeper meaning sort of way. Um, uh, how do you feel about that? Well, tr country music and especially traditional country music is always music from the heart. Mm -hmm. um, well, by that I mean if you uh, if you listen to a song, sometimes you listen to those lyrics and it and, and in certain ways you could say, well, that song was wrote for me. If especially if you've had a heartache or if you're having a good time or um, if you hear something of meaning, if you follow a storyline, um, you know, and you follow that and you relate with that particular story, um, you know, you, you just heard country music because um, you, you, the music is not so over overthought and overplayed that you lose the general feel. And when you start playing and over and overproducing this music, you tend to lose the simplicity. And the simplicity is the emotion in the music. And mm -hmm. so I've learned at a young age to keep your song simple, have a, a great melody line, have a storyline, and have a direction. And if you sing and play music that's so sophisticated, you tend to lose folks, especially in country music, because they, they want to be entertaining, they want to relate with the music that they hear. Of course. So um, while we're on that topic, what song of yours do you resonate with most? Well, I've, I've got a lot of songs, but currently we have a new song that uh, we're fixing to re release a new album. And I just, just wrote one here recently uh, um, that I'm awful, awfully proud of, uh, a song called They Don't Play Them Like That. And, um, you know, for the last 15 or maybe even more years, if you listen to today's country music, you're not really hearing anything that's remotely country. So I wrote a song that kind of states that pro that that definite statement that I just made. And um, and as a matter of fact, the new song, uh, the new album, I should say, is going to be entitled called They Don't Play Them Like That. And it just talks about, you know, how you, uh, you know, you're listening for a particular sound that's yeah. not available anymore. And um and if you do find it, then you're just so overwhelmed and excited that you finally found a station that plays it. So that's what the song talks about. <laughs> so what um, stations does your, your uh, singles, I guess, play on that anyone else can listen to? Well, I, I, we're on a little over 600 stations around the country right now and around the world, I should say. Um, to give you a list of stations, I, I couldn't do you. I, I couldn't say. Um, but if you would just go to richardlynchband.com, you can see all the all the different uh, social media and the radio stations and all the different things we're playing. Our, our music being played right now in rotation right now in 34 countries right now around the world. Right. That's crazy. You're very accomplished. <laughs> that has well, to be so exciting for you. Well, you know, I, yeah, I, I guess in a way I'm accomplished, but, you know, I've been doing this for an awfully long time, and I, I, I love what we do, and I, I feel like that there's so much more for me to do, and so much more for me to say, and so many more songs that hadn't been wrote yet, and so I, I want it to be, I want that sound, and I want that feeling to where I'm always striving to do better, and um, and proceed, and pro and progress with the music, and that's just something that I love to do, and um, hopefully that we can always continue to get better, and uh, and have more more opportunities come our way. Okay, so explain your creative process. How do you come up with the songs that you write, um, and and uh, also, do you have some that are sort of um, being 
made right now? I do. I'm 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 a I'm a songwriter by by just sheer accident. I, I by that I mean if I live something or experience something, um, I have a better shot of writing that particular song because I can put my emotion and my heart into what I just lived. Um, and that that's not to say that I can't write a song out of an idea. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, but it seems the better songs that I have are the one the heartfelt, more emotional songs that just pour out of the heart. Like I just wrote a song called uh, 1953. And it's about um, it's about an old guitar that was made in 1953. My dad gave me. And when I'm holding the guitar and I'm singing the song, all that emotion came over me. And I was lucky enough to get that emotion um, from that old guitar and and reminiscing from my dad into that music. And um, <laughs> it, it, when I hear the song, I, I, if I hear it once a day or 30 times a day, I get that same hair-raising emotion come on me and I, I it's one of those things that you're you're you can't but you you step you take a step back and you say oh my goodness i wrote this year and so I, i'm really i'm proud of the fact that i'm i'm getting it becoming a better writer but i want to i always want to keep my songs to where they're real and uh, you know and they tell a story and they connect with that real emotion from the heart right yeah that's really clever because a lot like um like we've mentioned before like a lot of the songs nowadays are just about you know the beer and all that stuff and it's not uh, the titles are not as creative um, at all so saying you know 1953 and you're relating to a guitar correct correct Um, so that that's pretty impressive it's not just the year it it means way more than just the year it it's something that you connect with with your dad so, Absolutely. Um, yeah, that would be a song that I would be into listening for sure. Because um, there's so many things that I could say about my mom. Because you know she, she's my my inspiration. She's been that way since I've I've been a little girl. So, um, it's she's someone I look up to. So if I were to create a song, I think I would do the same thing. Have an item or something like that that we could that we have a no knowledge just between us about that we shared um, that's a great idea because then then you have something that uh is there's no there's no room for anywhere to uh to misunderstand because you have that connection between you two and that kind of resonates where you guys stand it kind of it kind of reaffirms your bond between each other Mm-hmm. so have you ever coll- uh, like wanted to collaborate with others i do as a matter of fact i've got um I got uh, a guitar player that plays music with me in the band, and um, we kind of write uh, back and forth um, a little bit. We I think we have like four songs on this new album that we kind of co-wrote together. And uh, I'm proud to say I've got a little brother that's kind of helping me uh, write songs. He has a he has a third part in this new song uh, that we just wrote. Uh, he's got a line or two in it. So, you know, I, I I'm I am completely open and more than willing to write with other folks especially if they have a similar uh, mindset and a similar uh, direction of the music it really it makes it makes the music that much more better now what about different genres like if you had to choose a genre a different one that that isn't country which would it be and why um i would probably choose bluegrass because it's there's a similar heartfelt the um it's a real sense of music 
Um, bluegrass would be a, a close second to what I would, that uh, w- I would listen to, and it's just because there's such an immense amount of talent that goes into that. Those bluegrass players, those those guys playing acoustic guitar and mandolin and banjo and dobro and fiddle, and those guys are immensely talented. And uh, and you know, I, I kind of relate with that because you know, my dad uh, grew up in Eastern Kentucky and. You know, back before they had uh, all the modern technology and so forth, they would entertain themselves on a on the old porch. My uncles and their neighbors and everybody, they'd all sit around playing music there on the porch. And so that, that bluegrass kind of reminds me of how I envisioned my dad and uncles and all of them growing up in the hills of Kentucky. So I, I would say bluegrass would be my, my, next, uh, my next genre of love. Okay. And I could see uh, possibly jazz. A little bit of jazz. Like, if you were to do something a little bit more upbeat, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I could see jazz being part of a country song. That would just be more like um, a song that you would hear on a very sunny day. You're swimming with family, spending time. Like family vacation music. Um, I could hear a jazz country mix. Sure. Sure. For sure. Um, I don't think that, because uh, I know they're trying to mix hip-hop and stuff like that with country nowadays, and it might work more for my generation for, like, a dance song, but there's no meaning behind it. There's there's nothing behind it. It's just beats being thrown out. And, yeah, uh, I, think, yeah. I think today's music, uh, I, I heard the term disposable music here recently and I, <laughs> that's pretty accurate <laughs> yeah yeah that is pretty accurate um so with that being said what who who is your favorite artist of all time my favorite artist is a guy by the name of conway twitty yeah and a second a close 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 second would be a fellow that i got to perform with by the name of keith whitley so those those two guys right there are just um, all time heroes. There you go. So that's how you drew some of what somewhat of your inspiration from not just your childhood, but from those that you looked up to in the music industry. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you listen to Conway Twitty's music, even to, even today, he's been gone twenty five years. But if you listen to how he sings and the word content and the delivery he has. Mm-hmm. He puts every fiber of his soul and being into his music. It's not just a roundabout, well, I'll hit this note, kind of, and I'll put a little effort into it. He puts every ounce of effort into his songs, and he's such an entertainer. And, uh, you know, people like Keith Whitley is, you know, he's a Eastern Kentucky, grew up in Eastern Kentucky, which is some kind of where my dad and my dad grew up down around that same vicinity right there and so i have an automatic connection with the folks from eastern kentucky but to see somebody of a world worldwide fame and and accolades that come from you know appalachia and the eastern kentucky i i I have a huge respect for anyhow and the fact that he was such a talented singer it's just something that i always always stood out with me i just have a huge respect for those guys I call them my hero for for a special reason. They are my hero. <laughs> right? <laughs> I could see that. Um, a lot of people are fascinated with Conway Twitty. Oh, my goodness. A lot of people. What an entertainer. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> Obviously, I've never seen, but I've heard. 
Um, so what is your favorite part about this line of work? I'm, I'm never, I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed how many people are so dedicated to traditional country artists. And and I'm amazed. We have people that will drive, you know, three, 400, 500, 600 miles to come to one of our shows. And, and, and they'll, they'll take a vacation and, and they'll do, these these things that I, I scratch my head in disbelief, but I'm I'm always amazed at how dedicated and how true and how real responsive these country music fans that we have are, and they're all over the place. Still, uh-huh. we just had we just did a a a, a three week tour in Texas, and we had people from te- from all over the country coming down to Texas. We just did a um, a country music cruise out of New Orleans, Louisiana. And we did a uh, a Caribbean cruise, a country music style Caribbean cruise on the ocean ladder. And had people from all over the country come and do our shows. It, it just amazes me that how dedicated and how loyal these fans can be. I, I'm just amazed how they how they how they respond and how I'm just so uh, appreciative of them. I guess you might say. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I would be the same way if there was this band that was so real about what they said and I could feel everything that they were they were bringing to the table I'd be like well yeah. I want to see them in person <laughs> exactly. exactly exactly so we discussed your favorite part what is your least favorite I think if if I was honestly in your shoes I feel like the pressure of creating new music would probably be my least favorite well I don't write every day so you know when I write a song generally it's a song that uh, is something I just experienced so I really I really enjoy writing I guess the least the least favorite thing um, I liked I would have to say would be having to drive you know 18 or 20 hours to do, to go do a gig or two uh, and I'm not complaining about that either I don't I don't really mind doing that but no, there is times when you're just absolutely wore out, and uh, you know you're you have to drive 18 or 20, 22 hours or so to a to a gig, and then you're you know you're looking for a place to lay down for a while. Yeah. So, do you guys have like comfy seating and stuff like that? Like, do you ride a bus or do you have to drive in a car? Well, we have a Sprinter that's customized, and it sleeps seven. And we're very fortunate. I, I, I don't want to sound like we're complaining in no way. Uh, you know, but in, I do most of the driving. And, um, you know, sometimes you just get tired. And, it, you know, it luckily, usually if we do a real long road trip like that there, we'll, we'll allow ourselves at least a day for us to recoup before we go and then perform. But, you know, that really, that's really the only thing that's... <coughs> that's really can be uh you know tiring is the is the fact that we're traveling a lot yeah i think that it do you feel sort of um what's that term jet lagged like you're not even on a on a plane you're just it's like okay we just got done with the show and i just (laughs) i need my body to relax but you're you're that's what i was talking about like the pressure i guess i guess maybe to perform get on my nerves a little bit. I think that's why there's a lot of artists out there that take so many breaks. Like you don't hear from them for a while because they don't want the pressure to get to them. So that they just need to take that time away. 
Well, that may be, you know, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because, you know, I, I'd love getting out on the road and, and, and meeting people and getting to know people. And yeah. I, you know, part of the, part of the being able to do that is that you're, you know, you're driving and doing those things. But uh, the older I get, sometimes I, the more tired I get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's one of them things. The joy that I have to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I already feel exhausted, and I have haven't done a whole lot today. I think it's just my son. He wears me out. He's a little over a year and a half. Uh oh, you got your hands it, full. Oh yes, yes. He's just a troublemaker, but he knows. He knows how to put that sweet face on, <laughs> and I fall for it every time. And I'm like, I, yes, I'm like, I love you, but I hate you at the same time right now. I'm like, <laughs> stay away from me, don't look at me. And then he gives me a hug, and he like starts rubbing my shoulder. I'm like, oh, I'm melting. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm like, you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so have you ever dealt with performance anxiety when actually performing? Um, it's been a long time since I've been nervous, had stage, any stage issues. Um, you know, once in a while, if, um, you know, uh, you know, being from the Northwest, we get a lot of wind and therefore we subject to sore throats and colds and so forth. If, if I'm in a situation where my uh, health is less than a hundred percent, if I'm a little, scratchy or whatever sometimes i get a little anxious or worried that i'm not going to hit a note that i should be hitting because i got a sore throat but <laughs> but, but for the most part you know i i um i don't really worry too much about the the anxiety thing um uh, you know i've been doing it awful long time and it kind of it's become kind of second nature and you know the, the, i'm really comfortable especially when i'm playing with my band i mean we, i got a six-piece band that we've played together for many many years and we all lean on each other and uh you know it's kind of it's really neat that um uh you know we kind of get a little groove where we get in where we're all we all know what the other person's going to do before we even do it so it's it's pretty it's pretty comfortable to be in that situation where we don't have to really be worried about what the music is going to sound like right right um so what advice would you have for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps well, I would say never take no for an answer. And by that, I mean there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, are getting started, younger, younger folks that are getting started, and they tend to hear no, you can't do this, or no, don't do that, or this and that. But don't take no for an answer. Believe in yourself. Find people who believe in you, and you will be amazed at the success you will come by. You know, you have to work hard. You have to mm -hmm. put your effort into it. Believe in yourself and find people. Surround yourself with people that believe in you, and you'd be amazed of the opportunities and the success that will come your way. Right. I would also add, um, don't, you know, you're going to have to accept some negative feedback in order to improve. Don't always um, avoid them because right. you, no one's perfect, and you should always take that as a criticism instead of like, oh, they're not they're not interested or whatnot just be like why are they not interested and improve upon your technique or whatever um you know Very but well always stay positive by all means don't let the negativity affect you like i said if you turn it into the criticism if you turn that into criticism then i think that'll benefit you in the long run um that's what i've had to learn how to do 
um, with certain things because not a whole lot of negative things um, have been said over the internet, but rather in person. Mm -hmm. But I've turned that into something else for myself um, because the internet is so easy to say something negative and people get so upset over it. And I'm just, why? They, they're saying it over the internet. They're, they're just words. Right. That's all they are. I agree. That's why I always want to reiterate the fact that these, especially young folks, just, you know, learn to believe in yourself. And, and if you love what you do, you're going to get better at it. And, you know, the, as you get better at it, the people that are surrounding you or that you surround yourself with, they're going to support you and promote you. And it's just an evolution that, you know, better things will happen and opportunities will come your way. Exactly. So what do you like to do on, in your spare time rather than just music? Well, I have a farm, and um, we have a, uh, a, a large uh, hay operation. We grow a lot of hay, and uh, I have horses and donkeys, and, um, you know, we, I love the agricultural way of life. It's a lot of work, but, you know, if you love what you do, it's not that much work. Um, it, it's something that we thoroughly enjoy, and uh, as a matter of fact, here at the farm, we... Um, we have a, uh, a large barn that we built oh, back in 2015, and uh, four or five times a year we'll bring a uh, Grand Ole Opry star or you know a national uh, recording act to the barn here at the farm here, and they'll perform with us here at the farm, and that's become such a lot of fun. Um, especially when you walk out your back door and you see all these folks that's, <laughs> that love coming out here and listening to the music. And then we're, we're in a really remote country area right here in southwest Ohio. And there's, you know, we were surrounded by hay fields and corn fields and bean fields and, and uh, just a handful of neighbors. And so it's a country music area promoting and providing great country music. It's a great place to be. That's good. Okay. All right, so I do like to ask some fun questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our, let's see. If you were, could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? Oh, <laughs> I'd be my dog because she's, she's got it made. My goodness, she... Uh, spoiled? <laughs> spoiled rotten. <laughs> she's Uh-oh. in here, as a matter of fact, looking at me. I got a little blue healer, and she's she has life pretty good. I wouldn't mind being that. <laughs> Okay. All right. So then how would you be treated? How would you want to be treated if you were a dog? Exactly how I treat her. I mean, she, she wants for nothing. We, we got, we will jump in the truck together and we'll take off down the road and, uh, you know, wherever I'm at, if I'm even on the tractor out here working or whatever I'm where whatever I'm doing, she is more than happy to be my shadow. And so I would love to, I would love to be treated and treat something exactly how she is. Oh, <laughs> I, I think that's a good answer. And usually, a lot of people would choose like a tiger or be unique as like a zebra, uh-huh. a dog. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> no, it's just it's just because I'm real, and I, I I just I just connect with things things that really um uh, you know are real in my life, and she definitely is part of my life. Oh, so you're an animal lover for sure. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's good to hear. Okay, so last question is, what do you think about when you're alone in your car? What do I think about? Well, uh, I would probably think about when's the next cool hook that I can listen to so I can go write my new song. 
<laughs> I'm always listening for that clever little line um, where someone says something or I hear something after that just, I don't think it's been said before in a song. And so I'm always looking for that little clever little line that I can write a song about. Other than music, if I'm driving down the road, I, uh, I, I really enjoy, um, you know, seeing somebody, especially in the summertime, that they're, they're bailing hay or they're, they're doing something on the farm. It, uh, it does my heart good to smell that fresh cut hay and to see folks out there working and uh, doing something they love. That's something I kind of, kind of always go to and always look, look, look forward to seeing that if I'm out driving somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I grew up next to a farm. Uh, we were never farm people. My dad is a wannabe farm guy. And I say that because we had like a select few of chickens and like four ducks growing up. <laughs> That's and great. so he, no, it's not great because you know what happened? My mom tells him, you've got to kill those chickens before, you know, it was like approaching almost winter and he's like, oh, I'll get it next week. <sighs> the next day, my mom goes out there to feed the chickens. Something came up from underneath that ground, got into the chicken coop and killed all of them, but it sucked the blood out of all of them and stacked them high. Oh my goodness. We were like, what animal did this? Because it was all locked up, so they got through the ground. Right. It was Probably a weasel. Fun. Yep. They stacked the chickens up. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so my mom was ticked. She she was so upset because that was dinner. <laughs> Growing up, but yeah, so um, we've done like little things like that, like trying to grow a garden. My dad was very adamant about it. Um, I think that was the best salsa I've ever had when my parents actually made homemade salsa and homemade dill pickles. Mm, it was so good. Um, they attempted to make sweet and everything. But they were like, this is probably the last time I'm going to do this. It's so much work. I'm like, it's so good, though. <laughs> yeah, we grow, we grow a garden here on the farm, too. And it's nothing better than to go pick a ripe tomato or a big, mm -hmm. big ear of corn and cucumbers. It's, that's pretty good eating. Yes, it is. But the worst part about living next to a farm of cows <laughs> I think you already, I already know, know what it is. What <laughs> you wake up one morning trying to get ready for school, and that's all you smell is that manure. Oh, it was so strong. The only part about the summertime was the lilac trees that would bloom. So, like, it was a rush to go right to that and then smell that. We're like, that smells better. But then we had to still go go venture out to the bus <laughs> and it was like it's so bad because obviously like the bus driver didn't want to use the air conditioning so he had all the windows down so it did not make anything better it's good and potent oh it's so gross i remember trying to feed the cow one time and i i didn't know their tongues were huge <laughs> i was scared <laughs> i was so scared because i went to go give him some grass or whatnot and that thing touched my hand. I like, I flipped and I ran to the house and had to wash my hands. I was like, uh, 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 that's not happening again. Cause then there was this bull looking at me. It was like, don't touch my woman type look. I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was angry. I was like, please don't come after me. 
Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I used to talk to animals a lot, and I was just like, everything's okay. I promise I won't be back. Like, type thing. Just just don't hurt me. Like, because the fence <laughs> was very, very thin. So he could plummet me to death in, in seconds if he really wanted to. Wow. Yeah. But other than that, the cows were nice. <laughs> other than that um, I don't think I ever really want to be a farmer because it's a lot of work but I appreciate those that are and who thoroughly enjoy it I just never took interest in it but it's I've learned from a lot of people um, throughout my life of um, gardening and doing all the extra stuff that they do on top of the baling hay and everything like that just like the machine is that how much? <laughs> yeah, that much. would pay. That pay for two cars. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, why would you spend that much? Or like, you gotta spend money to make money. I'm like, who has that money? I do, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's just so expensive, but at the same time, that's their passion, and um, so I. Good for you guys. I, I just don't have an interest in it. Um, however, I do have an interest in gardening. So maybe eventually when I invest in a home, I can have my own garden and all that. You might be surprised what interest you take up. Oh, yeah. Because I've been, um, since I was nine years old, I've been um, weeding and uh, gardening um, since I was nine. So... I'm pretty much an expert when it comes to that. I should be by now. Good <laughs> Lord. My mom alone had over a hundred hostas around the house. And I mean, because you could split those things and well, there you go. You put it in another spot. I mean, she would, she would go literally go around and take them and put them in pots and sell them because they would grow at such a fast rate. So too cool. Yeah. Yeah. We worked so hard, and now her garden is so overgrown. So I was like, I really wish that it was this way growing up because there's little mulch to put around. Not not when I was growing up. We had to go all in the the bed and actually spread the mulch around all the way around those those plants. And now she literally just has to throw some in there. <laughs> it's so easy now for her. <laughs> but yeah so um i thank you for being a part of my podcast is there anything you want to promote well i would just, just say first of all thank you jackie for having me and being part of your show and if uh if you would just have your listeners go to richard lynch com. it's richard and l-y-n-c-h richard lynch com, and uh, kind of check us out especially if you're you know wanting to hear good traditional country music and uh, you know once again Jackie thank you for letting me be a part of your show it was a lot of fun and uh, I felt like I make I feel like I made me a new friend in uh, Indiana <laughs> well I hope to maybe come to one of your shows I like I said your manager has given me so many artists so I'm I plan to at least come to at least one of your guys's shows and I will let you guys know most likely when I, I'd be going or whatnot but um, I will keep up to date with all your shows um, lining up, and uh, eventually maybe we can meet actually in person. Who knows? That would be great, and you're welcome. 
you're welcome to any and all of our shows. We'd love to have you. Oh, well, thank you. I'll make sure to post all your guys' social media on in the links below um, in the description for sure. So, um, like I said, it was great having you, and I really hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, thank you, dear. I hope we cross paths soon. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everybody, if you like the intro music, you can hear more and get your own custom beats by contacting me on Instagram at Music by Symphony. That's M-U-Z-I-K-B-Y-S-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y. Once again, that's M-U-Z-I-K-B-Y-S-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y.